This Saturday evening, the WCF Symphony will take the stage at UNI's Gallagher Blue Dorn to present the Star Wars music of John Williams and the works that inspired them. We're very fortunate to have joining us today the WCF Symphony's artistic director, Jason Weinberger. And thank you so much, Jason, for coming in. Oh, it's always a great pleasure to be here. And it's an extra special to be here to talk about some of my favorite music, which is, of course, music from Star Wars. Well, tell us about how this concert evolved and let's talk about the music. Well, um, you know, for years I've wanted to do a Star Wars concert, uh, but a little bit differently than most of the Star Wars concerts you go to. Now, I'll tell you this, as a professional conductor, I worked at all levels of the business. One of the things you learn is all of John Williams' music because it's such wonderful music and it's so frequently programmed on pops concerts and summer concerts and youth concerts and so especially as you make your way up as a as a conductor you're most likely to be conducting this music while you do those kinds of activities and the one downside about every single one of those performances for me has been the fact that when you do a kids concert or a pops concert you typically don't have very much rehearsal and john williams music is phenomenally difficult as difficult as the Stravinsky and the Holst and the other music that we're going to play alongside it. So what we wanted to do was present all of John Williams' Star Wars music the way he intended it to be presented, you know, fully rehearsed like we would rehearse, you know, a, a great symphony or something like that. And I had had this idea in the back of my mind for a couple of years until about last Thanksgiving or so, sitting there on a trip, when the first little mini trailer teaser was released for the new Star Wars film, The Force Awakens, which of course was watched by, you know, who knows how many billions of people worldwide. So I was one of those people. And I thought, this is it. This is when we should do our mega Star Wars concert right before the release of The Force Awakens, um, partly to celebrate the return of the Star Wars trilogy. And of course, partly to take advantage of all this excitement that people have around Star Wars. So that's how this concert was born, a desire to give John Williams music the attention that it deserves and the focus, you know, the artistic focus that it, it demands. Um, and also to take advantage of the film coming up here, opening one month later to get people excited and perform some of this music really, you know, in a way, kind of connect what we do as a symphony orchestra with people's lives, you know, and, and I think it's really uh, a sign of how uh, relevant we hope to be to be performing this music at this time. So, yeah, it's kind of an exciting uh, set of factors that came together on this program. Well, tell us a bit about John Williams. I think a lot of people don't realize what a consummate musician he is in his career. He's really someone who has, uh, uh, I think, a tremendous ability to sense how uh, music can be an integral part of film, of the form of storytelling that takes place in film. And um, this is because he seems very knowledgeable and, and just steeped in the music of all the great film composers. And, and you hear that when you listen to his music, you hear the echoes of, of other styles. But I think you also see his sense for what kind of music is appropriate for a given scene. Uh, to be a film composer, you have to be sort of collaborative by nature, uh, but you also have to know when to insert yourself and your personality so that the music really has a full effect. There's also uh, a real musical gift that seems to speak to people. And we've actually performed a couple of John Williams' works for the stage over the years, including his trumpet concerto that Randy Grabowski performed with us a number of years back. And these are really fabulous pieces of music, 
sometimes his concert works get a sort of short shrift compared to his film music, but uh, really is a is a gifted composer um, in terms of his capacity for invention and his understanding of structure. You know those kinds of things that are really sort of the building blocks of music. Uh, he's uh, incredibly skilled at using those tools um, in all kinds of settings, not just in film music. Now, one of your premises for this concert is that he was inspired or drew inspiration from other composers. So let's talk about some of these other works that you're going to be performing that you see a direct link to. Well, yeah, there's a lot to discuss here. And in fact, um, one of the things you might even start with when you're talking about just sort of the connections between Star Wars and music and classical music is the fact that there are people who believe that the Star Wars story and the films themselves are inspired by the Ring Cycle, um, which is, of course, Richard Wagner's great cycle of four operas. And, um, you know, there's been a lot written about this, and many people have conjectured. And, of course, Star Wars has generated, you know, untold amounts of, of narratives about this and aspect and that aspect and this theory. And, you know, so this could be just one of those theories. But I, I think there's something compelling to the idea that Star Wars, um, the trilogy itself, is kind of connected to a longer tradition of narrative artwork, and that maybe Wagner's Ring is a real inspiration there for this. So in the background, before we even start talking about music, there's a link between Star Wars and classical music. Then when you start to dig down into what John Williams actually wrote um, to accompany the scenes and to represent the characters, there are further connections. You know, one thing we see very clearly across the original trilogy um, some of the other subsequent films, and I'm sure in this one, is that we see the use of leitmotif. And that's a musical technique where you assign a, a melody or a particular kind of sound to a character or a theme, and then that, that music recurs whenever that character or theme is present in one way or the other. And John Williams is very good at doing that. You know, he has the sort of the Luke Skywalker theme, and it appears in different guises depending on what's happening with Luke. And in that way, the music is able to tell us a lot about the scene, um, even more so than maybe the visuals or uh, words uh, or text, you know, could tell us. We can sense whether uh, Luke is, is, is in a heroic moment or if he's in a vulnerable, dangerous moment um, just by hearing the music. And so I think that's a really discreet connection between uh, the classical tradition, you know, something is particularly used by Wagner, but also by Debussy and others that John Williams picked up and, and used as an organizing principle in his scores. Then you go one layer further and you start kind of looking stylistically. How does John Williams use the orchestra? How does he assemble musical materials? And then we start to hear really distinct echoes of composers like Stravinsky or Gustav Holst or Tchaikovsky. Uh, even we hear the influence of earlier film composers like Korngold. And, of course, we hear sort of the the some of the aspects of, of American music, like jazz. Uh, one of the very famous scenes in the original Star Wars movie is the, the bar scene and has their cantina band that plays this really great jazz tune. And we're going to demonstrate how that may have been influenced by some of Leonard Bernstein's music. So, um, you know, there's, there's several different levels at which you can see the influence of classical music in Star Wars and in the music of John Williams. So we thought, what what better way to explore this than to place some of these pieces side by side with John Williams' music and see if we can make those connections really clear for people 
the other thing that's really neat too is that Star Wars is very exciting music and so is the Rite of Spring and the planets and some of these other pieces. So it enables us to assemble an evening of incredibly exciting music for orchestra, unbelievably dynamic for an audience that may not come to the orchestra regularly. So we have an opportunity with this concert to share with people some of the absolute most exciting music that orchestras play. We think that's a neat opportunity to, um, you know, help highlight for people just how important music is around us. And, you know, like when we go to a movie like Star Wars, the, the music has a huge impact on us. And we want people to be ever more aware of that and appreciate the work that we do. Well, Wagner's The Ring Cycle is like four days long. So what are you plucking out of <laughs> Wagner to uh, illuminate some of his work in comparison to Williams? Okay, disclosure. Yes, this concert is just a normal concert. It'll be two hours long with the intermission. <laughs> so no ring-like proportions. Yeah, this is more of a, a selection. We're going to play all of the music that's published from the, the original Star Wars trilogy. So we're playing music by John Williams from Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And that's all the published music. And I should say to fans of the Star Wars music out there, one of the neat things about this concert is that half of this stuff is the stuff you never hear on those Pops concerts in the park or on those Kitty concerts. In fact, half of this stuff is stuff that's new to me because nobody ever performs it. Usually people perform kind of the famous Star Wars suite with Yoda's theme and the the uh, Imperial Death March and the main title and Luke and Leia, you know, the really famous stuff. And the other suite has Cantina Band, and it has one of the battle scenes in it. It has some music that accompanies Obi-Wan, stuff that we don't normally hear in concerts. So we're really excited about bringing that music back onto the stage a little bit, a little bit more than it has been. And then we're, we're mixing in a whole bunch of other really neat works. And so, like, for example, for some of the, the um, battle scenes... Um, or even some of the scenes that accompany uh, some of the stranger characters like the Jawas. Um, we are featuring music of Stravinsky, which seems to have influenced John Williams in writing some of those more dynamic scenes or those more strange-sounding scenes. When it comes to the Imperial March, you know, of course, this dum 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 bom ba bom bom his famous Darth Vader's March. We go back and compare that to Mars from the planets, which has a similar relentless drum beat with a triplet in it. Um, and then, uh, you know, with Cantina Band, uh, we're going to hear a little bit of On the Town by Leonard Bernstein and compare those two scenes. So we're really looking for some specific musical connections between different composers and John Williams as well as, you know, highlighting things like the light motif or, for example, the way the brass or percussion sections might be used uh, in Mars and then how they're used again in, uh, in the Imperial March. So um, it's, it's a neat way to track some of the changes. Some of the connections for the audience will be very palpable. Right away, the audience will hear, oh my goodness, that sounds like Stravinsky. And in other cases, like, for example, where we bring in Tchaikovsky's music, we're looking there more at the the style of the melody, uh, maybe even the use of, of some of the instruments, you know, like the French horn or the strings, and then hearing how John Williams picks up on that and, and applies that in a different setting. So different levels of musical comparison going on throughout the program, and definitely back and forth with a couple tunes from Star Wars and then a little Stravinsky, and then back to Star Wars, and then maybe we hear a little bit of Wagner. So we did st uh, talk a little bit about Wagner's Ring, and we're going to perform... Uh, uh, some of Siegfried's Rhine journey from, from Gotterdammerung by uh, Wagner, which is great because that gives us uh, a number of different connections with 
um, John Williams' music, the use of leitmotif, but also the instrumentation of the orchestra. Um, and in particular, um, one of the things that John Williams seems to have picked up from composers like Wagner and Tchaikovsky is kind of a massing of the, of the sound. And that's something that makes his music so powerful. It's also something that makes the music of Wagner and Tchaikovsky and those composers also very impactful. So some technical connections and then also some broader musical connections uh, flow through all of this music. Well, and then the iconic status of it, these pieces that bring to mind instantly what they are. And in this case, the same is applied to John Williams. He's part of our culture now. American culture has in the 20th century and now into the 21st century, um, proven to be very masterful at um, exporting itself through film and through television. And these are really the dominant mediums of American culture now and for the last half of a century. So I think we want to also make sure we pay attention to the artists who work in these areas and who make such huge contributions as being, in a way, like you say, central to our culture, um, because it really... I think when we look at something like Star Wars and we look at the films and in particular the original trilogy and everybody hopes I think the new film and especially the music from the original trilogy, we're looking at some of the most important artwork that has been created in the last 30 or 40 years. It tends to be a little more on the commercial side, but that doesn't make it any less critical to the understanding of our culture and who we are and, you know. We study those things again and again, and I'm sure we'll be coming back for many generations to the Star Wars films and to the Star Wars music to assess its value, which we think is is um, really quite high. And that's why we're including it right here in our regular concert series. Now, in addition to the concert, you're going to kind of have a little fun with this show. What are some of the other things you're going to do with it? You can't have a Star Wars concert and not have fun. And so there'll be some fun on the stage. And then, of course, before the concert, we host a, um, a really, like it's a galactic gala, I think, in a sense. It's a huge party. Not really a gala unless you count dressing up for a gala in a Darth Vader costume. <laughs> Fancy. Uh, we're going to have a costume contest. We're going to have Wookiee cookies. Um, all kinds of fun stuff, as well as some of our regular activities. For example, our instrument petting zoo. While that doesn't have a Star Wars theme, one of the goals with this concert is to connect our audiences with music and in particular maybe new audiences or audiences that are new to orchestra or to instrumental music. And we are seeing, of course, a lot of interest uh, from families in these kinds of concerts. And at Star Wars, we have you know many kids coming to, to enjoy this music. We want them to be able to put their hands on an instrument if they feel so inspired. And so the instrument petting zoo will also be available at the at the concert as well. And this is this is kind of part of our larger effort to make sure that music is an engaging experience and not just a passive experience. Thanks for today's conversation. Go to Iowa Public Radio's Tony Daner and Barney Sherman. And, of course, a big thanks to the WCF Symphony's artistic director, Jason Weinberger. And thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Thank you.